Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio this morning. So we joked yesterday. I was just double-checking to make sure you didn't have an Uzi in your car. Still <laughs> the case. You don't have an Uzi in there, right? I don't even know what an Uzi looks like. <laughs> Welcome to the club. So, uh, you know, I, I I don't think I'm alone when I say this, and I'm, I'm going to say it because it, it is what it is, but I hope... There is a clause in that contract that says if you get busted, I mean, that's a that's a felony, sir, what happened to Frank Clark. And uh, there's got to be something in that contract that says, look, you do something like this, we're done. It isn't a, a, a clause in his contract. It's a clause in everybody's contract. It's the personal conduct clause that the National Football League mandates that you have in every single individual contract. Now, in his case, a hidden weapon in a car in Missouri... I'll just take the state of Missouri, and I think Missouri and California are probably pretty similar, is a maximum, maximum penalty of a year in jail and a $1,000 fine. That's a max, and that very rarely does it ever come to that because a lot of folks carry weapons in their car, conceal, un, un, con, well, concealed, but with a license to carry mm-hmm. it. It wasn't the case with him. He's going along now. The media, and you know, we're the media right here, are probably going to portray this as maybe a criminal circumstance. Who knows? But the problem with Clark is it's the second time in three months that he has been arrested on this charge. And the NFL is not going to be very happy with that, nor will the Kansas City Chiefs, nor will anybody. This is an Uzi submachine gun. What on earth are you doing with something like that? Well, that's not the point. The point is, it's a concealed weapon, and he had one. He wasn't the only one in the car. There were about three or four other individuals, and they all co- uh, cooperated fully with the police. But my goodness sake, come on, you're a guy making $20 million or whatever it is a year, and to be fooling around with circumstances like this does not meet the eye. I, there is n- absolutely no reason ever that I'm not saying that you shouldn't carry, but at the same time, that kind of firepower, especially with you know just as well as I do, it's illegal. I, it just doesn't make it doesn't make any sense why someone would do that. But you know, we make mistakes all the time. Um, at the end of the day, it 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 would suck to lose Frank Clark as a Kansas City Chief. But you know what? Um, he's got to sleep in that bed. And to be honest with you, if it saves us $20 million with the cap situation we've got, I'd rather keep someone that's not going to carry an Uzi in their car on the team. <laughs> Plus, we got Chris Jones moving to the edge. That'll help things. I think we've got some up-and-coming studs on the defensive line that are going to help things. It would hurt, but at the same time, again, we won't have to worry about someone hopefully carrying more automatic illegal firearms in their car and getting busted several you times. You are supposing, though, that he's going to be penalized, and I think he probably will, but it is not. It hasn't happened yet. We'll, we'll wait and see. But there are other players who are willing to step forward and, and play the game the way it should be. I know that uh, the front office and Coach Reed are probably having long discussions about what the hell they're going to do. I'm sure <laughs> Spags is involved in that. So... Um, Summer Olympics also has golf, right? Which is pretty interesting. And you would think that uh, one of our studs from the United States, Dustin Johnson, would be there, but he's not. He is not, and what he's the number one player in the world. He is ranked number one in the world, and that's how the United States chooses their team on world rankings. That doesn't necessarily mean an American's going to be one, two, or three, or four, but the highest-ranking American 
is automatically on the team. Dustin Johnson said about three months ago he doesn't want to play in the Olympics. Why? Never gave a reason, but said he doesn't want to play. All right, the next ranking American, Bryson DeChambeau, said, yep, I do want to be there. So he is on the team, along with Justin Thomas, Sander Schauffele, and Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa is of Japanese descent, but he is an American, born in this country, University of California kid, and a really fine player. So he's going back to the land of his ancestry, so to speak, to be a part of the team. Patrick Cantley is the alternate on this team. They do have alternates. You feel strong about Team USA in the golf world? Oh, these are fine players. Yeah, these dudes are, they, they got it going on. So hopefully we'll see what happens uh, without Dustin Johnson, but it would have been nice to have him on the team. Uh, last but not least, um, the Harlem Globetrotters actually were down in Branson recently in Silver Dollar City. And uh, if you've ever seen these guys play, and gal, they have a gal now, don't they? Um, they they're unbelievable. Some some of the stuff that they can do is just <laughs> unreal. And if you've ever watched the games, you know it, there's a lot of show there. But the talent is definitely there. And now they want to actually make a charge in the NBA. Is that right? They have made a bid to become the newest franchise when the NBA decides to expand, which is probably going to be pretty shortly now. And they want to be one of the franchises. Well, you're making a very interesting uh, call here as far as their entertainment. There are several levels of the Harlem Globetrotters. The one that we see here is the entertainment level, and that's the one that everybody knows. And they're very, very talented in what they do. Yeah, they're good basketball players. Are they NBA-caliber players? Probably that crew is not. Otherwise, they'd be in the NBA. But uh, the fact of the matter remains that the Harlem Globetrotters can recruit a team that could play in the NBA, not with the showboat stuff that they do. Matter of fact, Mike, uh, a number of years ago, the Globetrotters put out a special touring team in the, uh, in the uh, early fall for uh, major college teams to play in exhibition games. They were good. They were all ex-college athletes. There was no clowning around. They played the game. Now, they wore the Globetrotters uniforms, but they played the game and won their share. Didn't win all of them, but uh, won their share of games. Was it entertaining for the fans? Yeah, they showed up. These were exhibition games. Back in the old days when I was a kid, they did play competitive basketball and did beat the NBA champions. I think it was 1949, if I remember correctly. The Globetrotters beat the Minneapolis Lakers before they moved to Los Angeles. And uh, they do have some wins. In terms of total talent, it would have to be a different crew from what you see, but I'd kind of like to see it happen. They got a a pretty giant pool to take from, though, talented guys that play. Their biggest problem would be where would they be based? Yeah. What what city are they going to represent? Does New York need another another team? What is going to be their own? (laughs) I know. And and the fact (laughs) is they've got to have a home base for what they do, and uh, it's pretty hard to do. Every borough in New York's going to have a team before this thing's ever (laughs) said and done. So yesterday you said... no, the Cardinals have a chance to gain some ground. They're going to face the Tigers. They're going to go after the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, a bunch of teams that they should definitely be getting. You can't win them all, but at the same time, you don't lose 8-2. to two. No, and you don't <laughs> give it up the way they did. It was nothing-nothing in the fourth inning, and they... Uh, I, I just don't know what happens this team. Johan Oviedo, who is doing the pitching for the Cardinals, he's a kid. He's only in his very early 20s, and he's a rookie and still going through the rookie pangs. Well, he always comes up upon a crisis, and the crisis was in the fourth inning. Tigers had a couple of runners on and sacrificed. Well, Oviedo comes in, throws the ball to third base, but he throws it into left field. 
throws it past the third baseman Arnado. Comes a run in, and from that point on, Oviedo melted, walked three batters, uh, had another key double. Anyway, anyway, bottom line is this. Detroit scored six runs. He's out of there. Of the six runs they scored, two were earned. No matter they count, but they're er- not uh, earned runs because they came on errors and walks and things like that. That hurts. That's really shooting yourself in the foot, and in this case, in the body, because you lost the game. 8-2, Detroit Tigers win it. The Cardinals' offense is simply not coming to the fore. Now, yesterday they faced a rookie, a kid who's pretty doggone good, Tariq Skubal, who is a fine pitcher. But, you know, he's fallible, too. He's a rookie. He lasted through, I think, four and two-thirds innings for the Tigers, and they took him out and finished with the relief score. But the Cardinals simply are not hitting the baseball the way they should. Lose the game 8-2, and they're now one game under 500. Not good. I know uh, Joe's pissed off this morning because he's a big Yankees fan. And let's go Royals. <laughs> Handing it to him. Speaking of not being able to hit the ball, they didn't have any problems in New York last night, did they? They did, especially in the eighth inning when they poured home four runs to come from behind and break open a close game and win the game. Uh, 6-5, Kansas City gets the win. You Anytime you win at Yankee Stadium, that's a, a very big deal. Huge. And Yankees are pretty good this year. They're fair. They've, they've faltered quite a bit because they've had injuries, but a good note for the Yankees was one of their keys got back into the lineup last night and contributed a 423-foot two-run homer, and his name is Luke Voigt. And Luke Voigt, folks, is, of course, a Missouri State University product and a big star down here. Uh, he's a big star with the Yankees, too. Luke is also a former Springfield Cardinal, we might add. Cardinals mm-hmm. traded him away. Yep. Uh, but the, <laughs> they could certainly use him now, believe me. Anyway, Voigt did have a two-run homer last night, but in a losing cause, Kansas City wins at 6-5. Man, go Royals. So, NBA playoffs, the uh, Clippers-Suns series, even though they've already just played their second in that series and the Suns own it so far, it was a close game in Phoenix yesterday. Mike, I have I have seen this play tried in the past, and it never works. Only one time can I remember a similar style play working, and that was when Wilt Chamberlain was in his dominant years, and they had what they had a jump ball all the time in the NBA. Now it's a hell ball, alternate uh, possession. They had a jump ball at the foul line, and they threw the ball up in the air, and he tipped it home from the foul line. That was that was classic to me. Last night, with less than one second to go, Phoenix is losing by one point. They try a final shot. It's no good. The ball goes out of bounds, and it's off, out of bounds off the hands of a Los Angeles player. So with less than a second to go, Phoenix has the ball. They design a play, and again, I've never seen this work. Seen it tried, but never worked. Phoenix has a great player on the team, young kid named DeAndre Ayton. He's seven feet tall from the University of Arizona. He's a Bahamian. He can play. They put Jay Crowder on the baseline. Now remember, the clock doesn't start until the ball is touched in play. Okay, there's less than a second. Eight-tenths of a second left in the game. They set up a play. Players all go into motion. Set a screen for this kid, Aiton. He curls around the screen, beats his man by half a step. The thrower, Jay Crowder, throws it up to the cylinder, and it arrives at the absolute perfect time. And Aiton slams it home. The play took one-tenth of a second. In other words, here's Phoenix with the lead. The other team still has time to put the ball in.